lights down Hand over my crown Hand over my heart I do this for my town I do this for my crowd So turn me up real loud My time, my time None of you people can tell me to stop Hello everybody, welcome to this week's episode of MGR Unplugged. We have a lot of tech news going on today and uh, we want to get started right away. David, how are you today? I'm great, All as right. always. Uh, how are you? I am doing fantastic. It's been a great week. Mid-month, October, Amazon Prime Day is over. Couldn't be more excited. I didn't buy anything this year. Did you buy anything? No, I didn't. I, it's amazing because none of the things that I um, usually uh, put on my wish list and kind of sometimes wait for Prime Day. Oh, to actually, see. I bought one thing. A book. A book. But that, <laughs> I actually forgot it was Prime Day and I bought a book. And then you, I think you told me, yeah, it's Prime Day. And I was like, oh, that's right. Okay. Did you, uh, would you care to share the title of the book or is it too confidential? Uh, if it's Rated R or something. What book did I don't. buy? Um, You're buying a lot of philosophy lately. Stoics and things like who that. Who did I buy? Calvino? Uh, oh, it, no, it was, um, it's called A Mathematician's Apology. The Mathematician's Apology? Yeah. What is he apologizing about? I don't remember exactly. All the math it, it got recommended, and I said, ah, it was like it was like 150 pages. So my rule is, it's a pamphlet. If <laughs> if a book gets recommended and it's less than 200 pages, I'll just automatically buy it because then I'm like, all right, it's a quick read. I can plow through it. All right, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, that's a strange title. I don't think mathematicians apologize very frequently. Other than the people taking I have no idea stuff. what it's about. It just, you know, I was like, all right, I'll buy it. All right, good deal, buddy. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll give my official review in a week or two. Okay, good. Um, I uh, didn't buy anything, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. I uh, I had a bunch of things, like I said, on my wish list. And when I went to review my wish list, hoping to see things like, uh, oh, this thing was added at X price, and now it's super discounted. None of them were discounted. So I said, F it. I said, fuck it. Okay. I, either way, I didn't buy anything and it's fine. But apparently, let's just start with Amazon, actually. Apparently, Amazon Prime Day went better than expected. We, you and I were talking last week, I think, about um, Amazon Prime Day being delayed and we didn't know if it was going to do well. They kind of squeezed it in there just to make it happen. Normally, it happens in July and it has good results. Obviously, there's no final numbers yet because it just finished yesterday. But there's some uh, indication that, I mean, I have things that I will add to the show notes, but uh, JP Morgan and some other um, companies and tech companies have um, eMarketer too. They said that they expect revenues in about $9.9 billion for Amazon Prime. But what was last year's? In July. Oh, well, this is actually about 43% over. Really? Yeah, mm. that's a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of that is probably just because e-commerce itself has grown a lot this year. It could be, yeah. Um, uh, and I think the other factor that we also did comment last week uh, or did discuss is that a lot of people maybe, you know, you have Prime Day in July and then you have obviously Black Friday and the holiday season. And I think, yeah, Prime Day maybe is 40% above what it was Prime Day 2019, but it's also going to take away some of the sales probably from maybe yeah. the holiday season. We'll see. Yeah. So that's, that, that's to be determined. But... Uh, it looks like it did very well. Um, like I said, the numbers, the final numbers, uh, first of all, Amazon doesn't release official numbers. It's, most, it's mostly based on statistics and serving retailers and resellers and stuff like that. But it, it seems that the consensus is that there will be close to $10 billion in sales. And that is actually about 40% uh, 
uh, JP Morgan estimates about 42% over last year. E-marketers say it's about 43%. So um, either way, it's a significant chunk above the sales from last year. So, um, and then obviously, even though Prime Day is for, is for uh, Prime members, what we don't know is how many more members or how many more people became Prime members as a result of Prime Day to take advantage of the offers. Uh, we do know that the uh, big ticket items were the traditional ones like 4K TVs and I think there were some Nintendos and Xboxes or something. Or It's always the same stuff. Yeah, it's like usually. He headphones, speakers, TVs, gaming. There was stuff. actually a good deal on, uh, didn't we see a good deal on iPhone, on um, AirPods or something? Yeah, it was the only thing I said I might buy because yeah. it was like 110 or 115. Yeah. And my AirPods go bad once every... They will go bad right after Prime Day, so now you have to pay 175 yeah. or 200 bucks the, for them. No, they're not that much. I don't know. They're 160? 170? What, they're 160 or 170? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, I never know until I have to buy them. Do people's AirPods break? Like, like I'm on my second pair now. Oh, my second pair too. But... Uh, well, my, my first pair... Just I realized when I was talking on the phone that people could not hear me. Um, I think no, what was the deal? I think they couldn't hear one of my mics. One of the the, the two of them were not for in me. Sync. Uh, the battery just yeah, went bad. Like literally, they would last like thirty minutes and die. Yeah. And so I just got new ones. But anyways, I'm sure I'll have to get new. I might get the pros next time. I might give it a try. What's the difference though? The pros, the noise canceling. Noise canceling for for you to talk that people no, only no, no. hear the this noise. Noise canceling headphones for you as far as listening. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's people cool. say they're great. I haven't tried them, but I I don't use noise canceling that much, especially these days. We work from home. It's like uh, I don't I don't use the AirPods for music. I usually only use them for. Yeah, you're a weirdo. Maybe. He doesn't like listening to music in headphones. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I listen to um, earphones or my AirPods. I'm mostly listening to uh, podcasts and stuff like that. For music, I like in my car. I think just... the AirPods are great for music. I think uh, they're yeah, really I'm, they're, good. I mean, I'm sure they're great for everything. I just when it, when it comes to music, for some reason, I prefer more of a special surrounding, not like just in my ear. You know, so when I'm flying, yeah, I use my noise canceling both and then I just kind of use music or something. But normally, I only listen to music like if I'm driving or something and then I crank up the stereo in the car um, or in the house sometimes, in the living room, whatever. But uh, when I'm listening with the AirPods, it's usually like multitasking stuff and I usually just have like podcast or something that is not music, you know, mostly voice. And uh, so, I mean, the noise canceling for me is not really that critical for the AirPods, but um, I would interest, be interested in the noise canceling if I think they already have it. Like when you're in a noisy environment on the call, that it filters out the noise for your voice. So people hear you. I think it already does. That. Yeah, they already do that. Um, uh, so, uh, I mean, people never complain saying, oh, I hear a lot of noise or something. They No, it, it's really good, actually. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So, um, anyways, aside from that, any other... Um, Updates on Amazon or anything? Not really. It looks like sellers, resellers were happy. Um, they, you know, they always have this, uh, what they call the, uh, the halo effect, I think they call it, which is the, uh, the resellers versus the um, non-resellers or basically... The sellers and the vendors. Uh, the vendors, right. So they say that 
Amazon Prime, obviously, because it drives a lot of traffic, ends up bringing a lot of extra revenues also for vendors that are not specifically uh, resellers. So, um, either way, Amazon always wins. And uh, if they collected $10 billion in sales in 48 hours. That's a big chunk of change for them. And who knows about potential new memberships, how many of those will become um, steady versus people that do a trial just for the Amazon Prime and then they quit, you know, or they or they cancel it. So, all right. So the other big um, announcement for this week was the um, Apple iPhone 12, which to me was very underwhelming. I think these announcements are becoming less and less of a of an event, to be honest. I mean, before it was like well, back in the days when Steve Jobs was going on stage and all that stuff, it was like a big deal. And now it looks like uh, they're trying to do a lot of pump up circumstances, but really when it comes to the actual announcement, it's like, meh, like people are not so excited. So, um, new iPhone lineup. When I was watching it, I was wondering, I was like, man, I can't imagine how much preparation and how many man hours goes into making this event. <laughs> Although announced the phone that it's like okay it's fine you know okay. I know it's just it's just I think I mean I'm I'm a big Apple fan for technology innovation the iPhone I've never been a Mac user or uh, for me as far as work um, I've never been a Mac user I mean I always use PCs on different kinds of uh, uh, PC type tools but for for phone and devices and other stuff I look I, I do like the Apple ecosystem if you will but um i have to admit that uh, lately it's been disappointing i don't know if it's the tim cook era or if it's not or whatever uh, or, uh it, it just the iphone 12 specifically doesn't seem to me like a big incentive to change i mean you have an 11 right yeah i have the 11 pro and i have the 10 i never upgraded upgrade to the the only reason i upgraded was because my i had a 10 and then for like two and a half years or whatever and basically the uh it just started going bad like the uh there was like a part of the screen that was like malfunctioning for some reason and then the battery was getting bad so basically i just upgraded but I, that was the only reason it wasn't because of the features it was just because and, and you that was just recently about two three months ago or something? yeah it was a few months ago okay and then aside from the malfunction of the other phone are you extremely more satisfied or something with the new one i mean as far as not saying, really oh, i mean the only thing that i like about it i mean uh, the camera's better the it definitely like because the 10 doesn't have the night mode Right. Um, and then this one has the um, the zoom lens and the wide lens stuff. And that's cool. Um, but, I mean... Eh. I know, but if, if you if, find... But it wasn't enough to get me to up... Like, I only bought it because my old one was went bad, basically. That's the only reason I bought it. Uh, if I hadn't... If the old one hadn't gone bad, I wouldn't have upgraded, you right. know? And so, for me, I'm going to keep this one until it goes bad, basically. Like, Or unless there's some major leap. Because well, the 12 yeah, from this one... I mean, okay, you know, camera's a little better. Um, but it's not much better the anymore. The screen's a little better. The only thing with the 12, and we'll okay. get that into into that in a second, is the obviously the 5G part. Yeah, and, but and we're going to discuss 5G, that in a little I mean, bit. But uh, the the main thing is that, I mean, the iPhones are becoming pretty pricey. I mean, compared to well, actually, they're cheaper now. I mean, the pricing they're 1100 bucks. You want a model if you want top. the top one, but the the other ones. Are like what's the entry price? They start as, I mean, they have basically they have the the 12 Pro, the 12, and then they have the Mini, and uh, there's another one. Let me check it out real quick. Like okay, I have the Pro. Honestly, 
I don't do enough like photography and videos and stuff to warrant the pro. Exactly, that's my point. So that, if I were to, if I were to, like, I already have the pro with whatever I don't care. But if I were to get another one, I might not even get the pro. I could probably just get the other one, the the regular. For how much was it? Eight hundred or six hundred or something? I forget. Well, the Pro Max, which is the big size, that one starts at eleven hundred. Yeah, okay, that's the top that's, of the line. But what's the, the other, other one? Which is the normal Pro starts at a thousand. Okay. And the Mini, which is basically not the Mini. Wasn't there just a regular twelve? There's no. a twelve and a twelve Mini. Isn't There's there? a twelve, a normal twelve. What's the normal twelve? And that one starts at eight hundred. Yeah. See, I would probably get that one if I had to get one, just because I don't need the camera stuff. That's the really the big difference. And I I don't use the camera stuff. It's cool, right? But like, I don't care that much, honestly. I'm yeah. Not a professional I I I mean, it gets to a point where I mean, uh, plus it, we have real cameras, so if I need to do something that's like more high quality it's like we have real cameras so maybe I, it's because we have real cameras that i don't care that much about the phone camera but, i guess uh, if you don't but have if a you real use camera, the camera i mean if you find a phone or you get a phone just to have a better camera i mean i, I understand when cameras were pretty shitty on iphones or on phones in general on, on, on smartphones that they started improving improving right now that we're at a point where the line of improvement has flattened basically I mean, you can get this extra zoom lens and digital zooms and um, analog zooms and all that. But at the end the of the day, biggest upgrade to you me, don't use the, I mean, you use the phone. The biggest upgrade to me was the night mode. That was the one where that for was the, a, for the camera. Yeah. yeah, a significant jump. When I started using the night mode on this, it was great. Um, that was the biggest jump. And now, of course, they said the night mode is even better on the new one, blah, blah, blah. That was the biggest jump. But I already have night mode. It works pretty well. Maybe it's better on the new one, but that's not enough to get me to go spend $1,000 to buy a new phone. No, definitely not. Yeah, I, I still think that they are kind of pricey. I mean, they start at 800 bucks. That includes actually a $50 discount from your carrier. Yeah, but now uh, it doesn't come with a charger. Yeah, that's the point. That's, that's crazy. The thing, that's the thing that I saw in the announcement that I was so disappointed. And actually, it's not just me. I, I listened to other um, tech and non-tech uh, investment personalities and they were the same way they were saying okay so now apple gives the spin where they say it's for the environment yeah i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think anybody gives a fuck they say give me my fucking charger so especially they, when they charge i mean they, they, their accessories are not cheap no this first of all they they it, let's say that you buy the middle one the the, uh, the pro not the max not the 12 and the pro so you're paying a thousand bucks okay Plus sales taxes and all this shit, um, and then but I think they, they come with no charger. But if you buy and no, a charger, and no earphones, not even forget the AirPods. We never came before. They gave you this. I th you know, thing. the now, regular the regular headphones, and are I think are thirty five dollars if you buy them, and then the uh, charger. I think they charge twenty bucks or something. Right. So you have to spend another fifty bucks just to just for basic shit. Yes, on and, top of the and they use the Lightning adapter too, which still everybody was trying to convert Apple to the micro USB and all that. So it's more standardized with everything with computers and everything. No, they have Lightning adapter, which now makes you have a bunch of little connectors and adapters when you are converting or tracking your iPhone to any other connection that is and not. And the other thing iPhone. is the stupid wireless charging. Wireless charging is great if it's actually wireless. Yeah. But if I have to have my phone on a pad and I can't move it, yeah, why not? That's tell me something. Okay, <laughs> hold on. What's more convenient? Let me ask people. Okay, this is my wireless charging pad. <laughs> What's more convenient? Having a cable plugged in and I can move it around so long as it's connected to the cable, or 
having to have it here. And if I go like this, oh, it's not charging anymore. <laughs> I know. It's the fucking stupidest thing. I never understood that. So now I gotta like pick up the pad and hold my. This is so fucking stupid. It is. Why it does is. anybody care it's about this? It's actually not an improvement. It's worse. I'm, and they were saying it's that worse. they have these pads where you can share the charging with other person. It's like I don't give a shit about. <laughs> sharing my pad yeah. with another person is totally silly. So, but the thing is that what Apple said is like we're so concerned about the environment that we're gonna decrease our environmental footprint because now the box where the phone comes is smaller because they don't include um, the earphone, yeah. the um, ear earphones, or the adapter. And they say this is huge. This is the hugest uh, change that we've done as a company. We're doing more things local. We're caring for the environment. But we don't care about our customers because we're giving them the phone and then we hope that you have a charger from previous phone you're upgrading. And if not, go get one for an extra, like you said, 20 bucks or whatever. Or God forbid you buy one of those knockoffs that are from China, which is the country you're trying to stay away from and get it for 10 bucks and they work for 10 days and then they disappear. Or It's just fucking silly. And when you buy a, such a high-ticket item compared to Androids and all these other phones that are much more but the thing is, affordable, like then, people saying they're doing it to save money, I don't think that's why. Because the to make a charger and headphones costs nothing. No, that's nothing. It's they, they cost. It, it's not even reinvented technology. I mean, it's basically no, no, they're I using mean, the I same mean, the thing. headphones I, right. cost them a dollar nothing. to make. They you cost know? nothing to make. So I, I do think they're actually doing it for the environment. I just think... But it's a bullshit excuse. I'll be honest with you. Maybe it's controversial. I think people care way less about the environment than, than, they, the, say. than they say. I think everybody yeah. cares about the environment until it inconveniences them. Right. Like, yeah, everybody cares about the environment, but we see the trash collectors right, and the recycled like bins people, that are like, oh, it doesn't matter. They throw everything. People care about the environment, but then... They still buy fast fashion, which is one of the biggest polluters. People still drive gasoline cars. People, st all right. I think people care less about the environment than they Plus, say. I mean, the, the, I mean, if you want to care about the environment, don't make these fancy boxes for your iPhones. Okay, it's like a box within a box with a plastic little mold thing with the phone, very cute design. That's Steve Jobs era. He was a fantastic designer, and now we care for the environment. Put the iPhone in a Ziploc bag with the charger and the thing and sell it. Yeah, okay, but that's not Apple. Uh, that's fine. Put it in a brown bag. I don't care. Put it in a very um, Apple-esque uh, little bag. Okay, you care for the environment. This is how we give you the phone. Trust me, it's new. It comes with a screen protector and all that shit. But we saved a ton of money with the box. But don't nick on dime me and chip me in the. Uh, forgetting my charger. Sometimes I actually get an iPhone. I'm looking forward to having a new set of headphones. I like the new charger <laughs> because their charging cables go bad. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. I always want to get a new one. I, have, I know. Oh, I have a fresh charging cable. It's the same cable. thing with the earphones. I mean, even the wired ones that I, I use the wired ones usually for the computer because I connect them there and, you know, it's better than the wireless. And, uh, but, you know, they go bad. You yank the cord. They're very fragile. You know, all that shit. And then, uh, now they don't give you that and you're paying a thousand bucks. It's, it's silly. So in that sense, I wasn't happy. On the good, on the good side, um, well, they have better cameras, like you said. They have lidar, which is kind of like a step towards in the future maybe um, AR and some other technologies. So they're starting to equip their phones with uh, tech that will be more utilized in the future. Um, well, the big thing was that uh, you talk about the innovation, right? Um, they were I, they were supposed to come out 
from what I saw, uh, from what I heard earlier this year, they were going to come out their Air glasses this year. That this event was going to be the new iPhone, but also their first edition AR glasses. But that because of COVID, they basically delayed it to next year. If that's true, they actually come with AR glasses. Um, I mean, I, the rumor was they were going to be 600 bucks, which I think is a pretty fair price. Um, now, it wasn't clear if you still needed an iPhone or if they were standalone. Um, but that would be the major innovation. Right, that so would be the next leap. So I have a question for you because I really don't know. What is the functionality of those? I have no idea. AR glasses. I have mean, no idea. They, All the rumor was that they're coming with them. But I, I mean, don't the know only, what the only, functionality is. Um, referential or reference that I have for those type of uh, AR glasses are the ones that Google came up with. Yeah, but that's I don't know, two, years, three years ago. ago. Right, exactly. They were they were clunky. No, more than oh, that was like yeah, maybe four Google five. Google at no, yeah, probably six seven. Okay, yeah, years it was ago. it was definitely a while ago. They came for a while. They were expensive. They were kind of like very thicky. No, I mean, there's other. I mean, and they didn't make it. The, so AR is so. Uh, there's so much. I don't want to say fraud, but bullshitting, misinformation, or like. Mis Magic Leap, the startup that raised over a billion, um, they've released nothing. They had one thing that they released that was like a dev kit that sucked and didn't do anything. And they've been in development for like six years. They haven't come with anything. Their CEO left. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Magic Leap. Uh, Google Glass obviously shut down. Microsoft has their own um, HoloLens, that, but that looks like it's only for enterprise. And they're very expensive. But is that more in the VR category or HoloLens? No, HoloLens is, is AR, but I, it, I don't, it's very, everything is very opaque in AR. Like basically, it, similar to VR in the idea that I think people thought it was going to come a lot sooner than it actually is going to. Like even the first AR glasses, I was going to release them. I don't think they're going to be that good. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I would guess... They're probably going to be pretty limited in what they can do. Um, like in the same way that like the original iPhone didn't even have an app store or anything. Mm -hmm. And it was really limited. I think the original glasses are going to be like that. Now, that doesn't mean that the iPhone, uh, iGlass, whatever the fuck they call it, five years from now won't be great. But I think the first one probably won't be that great. But to me, I mean, I kind of, and I, again, I don't know, I haven't read much, much about it. But um, I see the AR as when they came with the, uh, with the Apple Watch, basically. That in the beginning, it was tethered to your phone, obviously wirelessly tethered to your phone, but you couldn't use the watch without, without having your phone on you. And there yeah, was an extension on your yeah. phone. Oh yeah, I think AR, the, the ultimate step is that you don't need a phone. Right, which I is don't think that's going to watch. Be, I highly, highly doubt the first glasses will not need to be paired with the right. phone. I almost guarantee they will be. Right. Um, so one so just because it suggests that you wear these kind of hopefully fashionable glasses that don't look like you're a dork, uh, but that they give you like instead of looking at your phone for directions or this or that, they they you have the phone. I mean the glasses, and then you see directions as like a, almost like a heads-up display, but on your on your glasses. Yeah, yeah. As far as that or any other Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And the other thing is obviously, what do the AR glasses let you do that you can't do with your phone, right? And what do they do well, a lot better? Right. Because um, when you talk about things like directions and stuff, who cares? R right. My I'm, phone gives directions. It works great. 
do I need them on my face? Not really. So there needs to be apps. Obviously, I'm sure there will be gaming that will be good. But as far as other apps, like in the same way that there were tons of things when you came with the iPhone, you, there were tons of apps that then could be made that were not possible before the iPhone, right? Uber is a classic one, right? Uber only exists because the iPhone exists. You couldn't have Uber without the iPhone, right? So what's the Uber of the AR glasses? What's the Instagram of the AR glasses? Right, but you know, right? there's, there's, there's some apps now that allow you to do AR uh, tools, basically. Like, for oh, example, I think, I, think I, I play with one, let me just, one second. I play with one app that I could take a picture of whatever picture. Let's say I take a picture of a car or something. And then within my computer, I can build it and say, okay, this picture is, and I got, have a description of the picture, what the car is, when it was taken, whatever, but any information, you know, and almost okay when you go to a tour and then when you put your, when, with the phone, when I aim the phone at the picture, it'll recognize the picture and tell me, oh, that picture is this car and it was this race, blah, blah, the whole information was there. Uh, I was thinking, for example, you walk into a place, uh, if the place has the okay, same app. Let me ask you. Your phone already has AR. There's lots of AR apps now. Right. There's lots of different tools. But they're not tools. integrated, right. Do you use any of them? Well, I don't use them because I don't see, I don't know what I can use them for. Because they're gimmicky. No, not necessarily. Like, like if I'm driving and, uh, and, they, and, and I'm wearing some kind of AR glasses that are, again, like, um, let's say that look decent, you know, like, like you can wear it somewhere else, not just in your car, you know, like Coakley's or whatever, you know. And then I'm driving and I see, you know, I look to the thing and it says, okay, next stop is here. This place has this information, this kind of gas station, this kind of thing ahead of time or something I can plan. Is that enough to get you to go buy a thousand pair of glasses, thousand dollar pair of glasses? A thousand dollars? Well, not necessarily a thousand bucks. Or six hundred bucks. But you're already paying. You're going to pay six hundred bucks on top of your phone for something that's, you don't, why do you need information like that? Well, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, there's sometimes when I, uh, like if I'm doing some sports or running or whatever, I don't have the phone where I can see it. You know, example, uh, I'm doing mountain biking. Why don't you have an mountain Apple biking. Watch then? Because the Apple Watch does no, that. No, it's the same thing. I need to, uh, if, I, if I'm mountain biking, basically, I, I try to put the phone on my handlebar or whatever, and I try mon multiple mounts, and they always break at the end with vibrations, and then the phone falls off, and it's even worse. So uh, now I just say, fuck it. I don't even look at the GPS or the route or whatever. I just put my phone in my pocket wireless phone uh headphones and then i just have music whatever on a bike but ideally i like to have these glasses where i can have my phone connected or even without my phone and i can see the route i can see the thing i can see the speed i can see information whatever without having to take my hand off the handlebar or whatever you know so for that for me would be useful i would rather actually buy a 600 dollar pair of air glasses that are useful than an apple watch because the Apple Watch to me is like, okay, I, I don't like the Apple Watch. I prefer a normal watch. And, uh, and for that, I have the phone. Now, the glasses allow me to not have the phone and then just use my glasses. And I'm basically be hands-free, which is... Yeah, but what if you need the phone? Well, if I need the phone, I need the phone. Right, but what if you can't... The glasses have to be tethered to the phone. Well, even, even in that first iteration of the glasses need to be tethered, that's fine because I put my phone away anyways. In places where... Right, but, but my, my thing is, what, what is the AR glasses going to do that's new? Like, the well, directions sure. and, like, that's all so basic. And, like, who really cares? Right? Like, that's not... 
that's not like a major leap forward. What is the big leap, right? In the same way that we have all these things on our phones that we use now that before the iPhone did not exist at all. Like I said, what is the Uber? What is the Instagram? What are these apps that did not exist at all and are now part of people's day-to-day -day lives uh, going to be for AR? That's the question. Because that's what's going to make... Ultimately, the apps make the device, right? The hardware is just a tool to make unique apps, not the other way around. And so what are the unique applications that the hardware in AR is going to allow that are much better or can aren't even possible on a phone? That's the question. And I don't think we have an well, answer. Well, let me give you I, a, I can't a very let me give you a very a much more futuristic. Well, what I was going to say before though, I think who actually could win AR and I have no idea what they're working on. They're very secretive. Um, but if they were to build a pair of AR glasses, because the other thing is the OS. What does the operating system of AR look like? Because I think it's very different from an iPhone, especially if it's something you're wearing all day long. Um, I think Snapchat or Snap uh, could and very well should win AR. Because I think Snap has been working on AR for a long time before most people were. And I think that they could build a solid OS for AR that would be better than something that Apple could build. Um, I have no idea what they're working on. Obviously, they have their um, their glasses, but it's just mm -hmm. to record stuff. Yeah. It's not AR. Right. Um, I would hope that they are working on AR glasses. All right, so let me give you a very futuristic, maybe not so futuristic, but very um, advanced view of a possible use of AR in the advertising retargeting industry or something. Oh, well, that's the other thing. I think... Well, but let me, let me, I'm a marketer. I'm an advertiser. I will tell you one thing. If there's pop-up ads on my fucking glasses, I will throw no, those things no in the garbage. No, no pop-up ads, but you can have, you can be driving or walking or whatever with your AR glasses and you have like bus stops with posters or something, city buses with banners, billboards as you're driving, any kind of uh, traditional advertising that is static now, it could be dynamic. Yeah. So let's say you're, you're walking around with your glasses and then you basically see information. It could be ads or it could be information that refers to you because it's connected and it's basically recognizing you just like, like retargeting recognizes you and then you're yeah. gonna see stuff that is for you. So you and I could be in the same car looking at the same billboard and it's an electronic billboard that is connected to our glasses and they say for you, it's gonna show you some ad on whatever you like. For me, it's gonna show me some ad on car parts or something, I don't know. But we are both looking at the same billboard but we see different things. Or we're walking by the same bus stop and then you see this panel for something, I see something different. You know, so I see a lot of uses for that too. Yeah, can um, I tell you something? I don't think that's gonna happen. Because I don't think, I think advertisers would love for that. I don't think users want that. And I think well, that's- You're gonna see a banner, you're gonna see a billboard anyways. I don't care. I don't think- I mean, you're driving now seeing billboards that are static and Yeah, like, but I think the idea that the AR glasses are gonna have like all these ads, no way. No, not the AR, where you're looking at a billboard. Sure, but I don't think so. That already because there. first of all, if Apple would never do that. Okay, Apple would never do that. And I think anybody who wants to compete with Apple- What's the, what's the difference? I mean, you're seeing an ad anyways. I mean, if I because if I'm it doesn't. Phoenix, first of all, and I see first this of accident all, lawyers. First of all, first billboard of all, that I don't give a fuck about. First but all, I see something that is more interesting. First of all, it doesn't stop there. If you think the ads will stop at physical, you're wrong. 
they're definitely marketers would love nothing more than to just pop ads in your face all day long okay but i'm telling you but it's not in my it's not in the class i'm telling you i think technology is moving in the opposite direction i think technology is moving much more there i think there's going to be a counter reaction to where uh Especially, I mean, one thing is social media, like where everything is today. I think, I think it's moving in the other direction. I think my one argument against AR glasses, because I used to be a full 100% believer, is that I think people are going to not want them because people are already addicted to their phones enough. Now you're going to have to have this thing on your fucking face all day. And there's already I, so I, many mental health issues that come from phones. Now you're gonna put the phone on your face. No, no, I, I don't think I the think phone is coming in your face. I think actually AR glasses will become popular. It's, remember, remember when I, the AirPods came out? I think and AR, everybody was kind of looking around to see who's wearing I the AirPods. I think AR works great if it's almost like digital minimalism. But if it's gonna be like pop-up ads everywhere, I think no, we're gonna no, throw them in the garbage. It's not pop-ups. It's not. It's just basically you're driving now, seeing ads everywhere. You can you yeah. drive on the freeway. You see ten billboards for different things that are totally unrelated to what you want. They're just hoping that maybe you have an accident and you sure. see these I lawyers. Think, oh, I'm gonna call yeah, them. Yeah, I think you're naive. I no. think if you don't think. Well, I mean, there's that in the same way. Everybody tries to build a million ad platforms now, and I mean, look at the web right now. Yes, but you have also. Why do people use ad blockers so much? Yeah, exactly. Because ads are fucking everywhere in your. Go to any website. You're barraged with autoplay video ads. I mean, imagine you're wearing your AR glasses, but now instead of a static billboard and you have your AirPods in, right? Because that's the ideal vision, right? You have your AirPods and your glasses. And all of a sudden, this you get fucking audio, autoplay no, no, video no. from a that, goddamn that, I billboard. Mean, you, can, you can set your user parameters and all that stuff. I mean, right now, I mean... I think the the edge of privacy is kind of reaching a limit where I mean there's also a lot of uh, you know uh, privacy I, I, privacy concerns right now from, from major legislations and, and countries too that are hold banning on. all that stuff. So it's, hold on, but, hold on, hold on. It's no. not a privacy issue. I, people don't give a damn about privacy. No, that's no, clear. Nobody no, gives a fuck about, about it's privacy. It's about preferences. It's about no. It's about the experience. People don't care about privacy. What people don't like is when things are addictive and don't bring them fulfillment and they keep using them with while it's draining them no and I if they are glasses are more of the same then i think they'll fail no i mean i don't think I, this is just one possibility it's not different like i say i'm not trying to say that you're wearing your ar glasses and all of a sudden you have pop-ups everywhere no you're driving the same way it's just it's like almost like a blue screen except that i see something projected versus something different Okay, so I have my glasses, and I'm driving, and I see something that I'm interested. I can even put my preferences, and I see, uh, you know, it's, and it's not different that you go to Twitter, and Twitter is telling you, hey, what kind of things are you interested in investing in sports and this and that, and they show you more tweets about that stuff, you know, for you potentially to follow those people, but you make that choice. You can say none of those. So if I'm interested in some things, then... I'm going to see billboards as I drive that are more for investment firms or auto racing things or whatever that are more sports or whatever that I like. If I'm a woman and I like something that is more, um, you know, women's sports or whatever, I'm going to see something. But I think it's more targeted advertising because right now advertisers put a billboard on, you know, they're just kind of uh, doing something. So I don't see a problem with that because I don't see it in the pop-up. I'm seeing the same billboard that I can look away but if, if, if I'm there, it could be there. But let me give you another use. 
let's say that we have all these contact tracing apps and all that stuff. Let's say you have your air glasses and it says that guy had COVID. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> idea. I, I mean, I mean, all these I mean, things seriously. are terrible. Because then why stop there? Let's just start putting. Um, uh, has this, what was this, what did this person tweet this morning? Let's put that above their head. No, I mean, but I mean, you could go contact a lot tracing of is basically what it is. It's contact tracing apps, which are basically being used now in many places. I mean, you're gonna start putting if you tested positive for a. Uh, STD. They're gonna start listing all the STDs above your head. <laughs> all your sexual partners. They're gonna say this person has fucking syphilis, right? And you go to a party, and everybody's like, "Oh, that guy has syphilis. Stay away from." Him. That's terrible. Absolutely not. I don't know. You, you. Like you I said, if, if if all these things you're saying are because you're a marketer, okay? <laughs> these are horrible ideas, okay? I want AR glasses. If you told me that there's the $600 AR glasses and they're filled with ads or the $1,000 and there's no ads, I'll pay the 1000 I don't want the fucking ads. And I bet you most people would do that. That's fine. You can do that. It's the same thing. You, you, you can have Spotify free or best. You're thinking about it from the angle of how can I make money from AR? Of course. No, that's the <laughs> wrong way to look at it. You need to look at as it from user, what makes people want to wear as, these. As a user, I don't like to be exposed to all that stuff. But as a marketer, I'm trying to sure. see how I can make money. But marketers ruin the world and ruin everything, okay? If and I'm so traveling... My point is... Hey, hey, if I'm traveling... marketers don't make products. Marketers ruin products. That's how it always works. No, but... Uh, and my point is, uh, what makes people want to wear the goddamn glasses in the first place? What makes somebody say, I'm going to go pay $1,000 for this pair of glasses in the same way they pay $1,000 for the phone? Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, let's just bring it seriously. I, I, and there are some glasses that kind of do that right now, but I will definitely wear some kind of glasses that allow me to do things that are, the phone already does, like you said, but I don't need to be looking at my phone because that is a distraction. I, I cannot look at my phone when I'm driving. That's number one. You shouldn't, at least. I cannot look at my phone when I'm doing... How many things do you need no, no, to no. do when you're driving? Well, uh, a few things. I mean, uh, like what? Like, like if I'm when I'm driving, I don't know where I'm going, which you know, men never admit. But, but I, let me just ask me a question. Let me answer it, okay? So, if I'm driving and I'm trying to find the best way to get here, I have my phone and a little thing over here, and I'm looking at the route, and it gives me three options, and I kind of zoom in or whatever. I don't want to be that kind of looking down at the phone as useful as it is. I want to be able to kind of have some kind of route and says, okay, you can go this way through I the totally coast. I totally understand. That is go. like a basic, so basic thing. It's the same thing. First they, of all, directions in the phone are good, okay? I glance down, I look back. Okay, well, totally that's you. Fine. But why but, do you think cars have heads-up displays sure. and airplanes and all that stuff? Jet fighters have heads-up displays because they don't want the pilots okay. to be looking down at the instrument For panel. For sake, you're not flying a jet fighter. You're driving to fucking I drive very fast, CVS, okay? I drive freaking Jesus fast Christ. is the that's same like thing that's like the most unimaginative basic shit i'm saying what can you do with ar that you can't do with the phone okay i can do i can look up a front without looking down on my phone basically so you're asking me like i said i if i'm on biking or doing any type of extreme sport that i don't need to have one hand on my freaking phone i can be jumping parachuting whatever and i have my glasses that are giving me all the information yeah, that i lots need lots of parachuting huh? okay whatever go-kart driving race car driving or mountain biking whatever sport where i can have these glasses goggles whatever that are giving me all the information i need without having to have one hand on my phone and the other hand looking up and down or whatever i mean that's very useful for me so that's one thing that i would love to have now of course you never mountain bike or do anything stream other than how watching much how TV. much 
information do you need when you're mountain biking? Oh, a lot. I need to know elevation changes. I mean, everything. Seriously, everything. Okay. I mean, it's not like a list right uh, We're apart. talking about a mass product, okay? Not This isn't for mountain bikers, okay? Well, I mean, well, a mass product for people that need extra information. Your grandma may not be looking at the... Uh, air glasses or whatever, but if if you live out or maybe um I don't know I mean I- non let me ask you this, forget about sports and driving okay what are the use cases? Everything I mean I can be walking down the street, and I can be um you know searching for a Starbucks or something and I say where's the closest Starbucks and it gives me blah, 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 three blocks to the right blah blah, blah. I, it's right there. I mean, I can see it. Can't you do that on your phone? Yeah, I can do it on my phone, but I need to take the phone out of my pocket, do it, blah, blah, blah. And if I'm basically, it's the same thing that we had before. Could, could you do it before with a paper map? Yeah, that was my paper GPS. I could do the same thing. Why do you need a phone? It's the same thing. I mean, if you if you basically say, you, can you do it with your phone? Yeah, everything that we're doing with the phone, we could do it without the phone. Civilization survived 20 centuries without an iPhone, okay? And we were able to look at a freaking paper map and find our way all the way around the world because we were looking at streets and a paper map that was printed maybe 20 years ago and that street no longer exists, you know? So, I mean, we were able to do everything. The phone just made it easier. So the goggles and the watch and all these things, it's just basically another way to do it easier, okay. less friction. I have an Apple Watch. I stopped wearing it. You know why? Because I didn't really use it that much. It's like, okay, whatever. Basically, okay. other than for working out, that was it. That's all okay, I well, for. In my day-to-day life, it actually pissed me off more than anything. I hated getting notifications on it because I already get enough no- notifications on my phone. I didn't need more on okay, my watch. But you used so to I be, started turning it no, all off. You used to be then, a health freak. Are no, but I'm saying, yeah, but like I said, besides the working out, the only thing that I liked it for was the fitness stuff. But besides the fitness stuff, it didn't do anything for me. There were no okay. apps on it that I liked. There was nothing, okay, right? And my point is... That's you. Other people rave by their watches. Other people walk the, the aura ring or the Fitbits or Right, whatever. hold on. Fitness. Like I said, the fitness part is great. But besides the fitness, the watch didn't do anything for me. Seriously. Well, you wanted if you, to... If you take out the fitness part, forget about fitness, non-fitness, it was like... I, it, the text message thing sucks. I'm not going to reply on my watch. It no, sucks. but you were able to listen to music, podcasts, whatever, when you were going running no, without taking it, your phone with you. No, it didn't even work. Okay, well, it didn't work well. That's probably a technology issue, but not a functionality issue. I mean, uh, uh, half the time it didn't even work. So I brought my phone with me anyways, you know? I mean, it really, I was so overwhelmed, underwhelmed. And again, that's a fitness example. I'm saying non-fitness. Give me a non-fitness example. It, I can say, I can find it's, it's like useless honestly I can find many now fitness examples I mean I can be I mean I'm giving you my hobbies why okay? don't you have an Apple watch because I don't like the Apple watch I mean I, I love watches I collect watches and okay. I don't like the Apple watch as a watch per se so I have my phone and I have my Fitbit and I like to wear watches that are actually watches you know not a fucking electronic little thing on my wrist that look like shit so I don't like the fashion of that now uh, plus if I were an Apple Watch, it'll last two days with me because this thing is like a freaking brick and I hit it with everything, I scratch it with everything no, and this, it goes well. It, it, that wasn't a problem. The durability oh. is pretty good. Okay, well, you need to look at this Fitbit. I can't even see the screen anymore because it's Well, because so it has a, a sapphire glass Yeah, screen. okay, well. So I it, banged it a lot. I, I basically, happened. this, when I wear a watch, I wear it all the time. I don't care if I'm swimming, Yeah, I diving, wore it all the time too. Biking, whatever. Yeah, okay? it's waterproof. So, yeah, okay, that's fine. So, it, it, I don't want to be concerned about my screen getting scratched or whatever or, or anything, you know? Plus, 
to me, that's not a, like I said, I already said before that if I were to pick an Apple Watch or which is basically the same thing. I need to take my hand off and look at the watch or whatever my, my, versus my, having something on my glasses. My point I'll is, do that anytime. It's not that there aren't things that you can do with AR that might be a little more convenient than using your phone. So is it a little more convenient to have a heads-up display instead of having to look at your phone? Maybe. Maybe it's a little better. But that's not the major innovation. Well, that's that not where be. the leaps are made. I'm saying, where are the leaps? I'm saying, what can you not do at all with the phone that you can do with the glasses? That's the question. And until that happens, then it's not going to take I off. I mean, there's a lot And of the reason the watch hasn't taken off, and I know it's sold well and I know it makes money, but not everybody has an Apple Watch. It's not even close to the amount of people that have phones. And the reason is, but if you remember years ago when they started, they said everybody who has a phone is going to have an Apple Watch or some type of oh, smartwatch. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's BS now, but that's what they said back then. Why? Because, you know, it's cool, but a lot of it is based, it's just unnecessary, basically. Unless you have money and you want to spend extra or you're a health freak or something but even for health you know there's actually better tools like like i probably am going to get a whoop or something because i actually think it's better it has more features than the apple watch does as far as the health goes so it doesn't it's not the best for health and it's definitely doesn't do a lot of the other smart watch features so why do I need it? Well, right? And, they, and, and I think the they, same um, things can happen with the glasses until you have things you can do with the glasses will they, that um, you cannot do. Will the, the AR glasses come with a camera by any chance? Do you Probably, know? I would assume well, so. Well, that would be very useful too. Like okay, but if I can, I have, I have a okay, camera the, somewhere. The there Snapchat glasses have that and they're really cheap, but nobody bought them. I didn't even know they existed. So that's how much I know. But if the AR the glasses... Snapchat glasses, you didn't know about them? They've been around for years. I mean, years. I heard them, but I don't know what they do. I know you need to use Snapchat to use the glasses. so that They basically have a camera there. So you can record anytime. And it's just right. on your face. Well, basically. I have a set of uh, camera glasses, whatever. But they're pretty shitty. Uh, they don't record very good quality stuff. So, But that's all they do. So it's just sunglasses with a camera. And they're so uncomfortable too. But if I wear glasses that they have a camera, and it's, I don't have to be with the phone like this. And I can say, I cannot record this, whatever I'm doing. Just turn the phone on. I mean, turn the click on or whatever it is, and then start recording as I walk around. Point of view. Oh, that'll be very useful for me. Now, that's not an AR function. That's basically a, a camera with a lens, which already exists. But I mean, I can see a lot of applications that are not necessarily health related. I can be uh, downloading an app that is, I don't know, doctor, mechanic, whatever, and I can be looking down my engine, and the glasses are telling me that's the carburetor, that's this, that's this, that. that. That's what the Hololens does. Microsoft. Okay. Well, then there's focused on automotive and uh, doctors. Medical. Okay, exactly. So I can be doing the so stuff. So for enterprise, yeah, I think for enterprise, there's actually more um, use cases. Yeah. I think I think for consumer, we're still a ways away. And I'm saying all this because I I think AR can be great, but I'm asking the hard questions that I don't think most people are asking. It's the same thing with VR. People have been talking about VR for fucking years. We still nobody has VR. Well, VR is different because it's more. Uh, VR is is more um, of a one. Um, I know, but experience. I mean, you're totally enclosed. I'm but people being have been talking about VR for so many years, yes, and, and still nobody really uses it. I mean, other than some fringe people, ninety nine percent of people do not use VR at all. Yeah, it's not expanded as, as it should. And there's issues with motion sickness and, and all that stuff. Beyond gaming, there haven't really been any use cases for it. Yeah. 
All right, well, another feature from the iPhone, um, which we're going to jump to the next topic too, is the uh, the fact that the iPhone 12 comes with what they call more true 5G capabilities. And that's one thing that, to me, is the only attractive part of the iPhone 12. If I were to get one, which right now I'm, not, I'm on the fence, right now I'm happy with my 10. And uh, unless this one, you know, takes a hit or something, I will not probably get an iPhone anytime soon. But the, the iPhone 12 does have 5G native 5g and uh so what i wanted to clarify is a little bit and we you and i have been talking about 5g for a while and there's a lot of misunderstanding about what 5g does doesn't do what it means and so forth i think it's misunderstanding i think it's misleading purposeful misleading yes okay the cause is misleading information and the and the effect is that people don't understand what 5g really is and it's not and that the fact that they weren't networks like in the past, AT&T and all this on T-Mobile were advertising 5G. That was just a one minute version of 5G. 5G is actually, uh, 5G stands for fifth generation, basically. But fifth generation has different uh, options, you know, and we have different types of uh, bandwidth for the fifth generation. And not all of them are the 5G that we were promised. We were promised 5G is gonna be 100 times faster than 4G, uh, gigabit, blah, blah, all that stuff, uh, faster than cable and all that. And um, and yeah, potentially it could be, but in reality it's not. And the 5G that we had so far was basically what they call the low band 5G, which is maybe 1.5, 1.8 times faster. Barely noticeable if you are normally doing navigation. I mean, you are downloading movies on your phone or something, it might go a little faster, but you need to be exactly in the proper 5G. That's the one that we have so far. now. The iPhone 12 has the ability to have what is called the ultra-wide 5G, which is the millimeter wave, which is the fastest. That one is really fast. It could be one gigabit or, or even faster. However, that's very limited, as we know, because the higher the, the, um, the speed uh, on the millimeter band or the ultra-wide band requires you to be very close to the, to the antennas, basically. So that's very limited to... And for there to be no interference. And, uh, uh, yes, and also it has a very low range. That's why it requires you to be very close yeah, to and the... and uh, if there's anything in the way right. between you Obstacles. and Obstacles. It, it doesn't work either. Exactly. So so, so the, it has the capability, which the other phones didn't. So even if you had another phone that was yeah. before well, it this one... it doesn't matter because we're not going to get that. The Basically, the higher the frequency the less distance it can travel and the more it's interrupted by by uh, obstacles by obstacles. walls and things like that yeah. and so we're not gonna have that for many years and it's all bullshit basically and well, so the iPhone that's great that it has it and all new well, phones the, the, will have it Verizon is basically announcing their uh, they couldn't say the largest 5G network which is what they because they had the low band yeah. but now right. Verizon is increasing their ultra wide band and in fact one of the things that the phone is gonna have is they're gonna be able to tell you the difference just like when you see on your phone the the, the 3G or the 4G LT and all that stuff. Now you will be able to see the difference. That's how they're gonna do it. They're gonna see, it's gonna say 5G when it's the low band, which is the barely faster than 4G. And then you will see 5UW, I think it is, which is the ultra wide. That's the real fast. Now, unless you live in a major city and you happen to be in a specific spot, you're not gonna see that. But you will be able to see when you are in ultra wide band and then say, wow, and I'm gonna, download a 4k movie and it's going to come in a few seconds because it will happen if you are within that range again like you said that's going to be is the, the range is very spotty like i don't know like you go downtown let's say phoenix 
Maybe you go by the convention center where there's a lot of business people, or whatever. Um, you will because have. You're a, gonna need a. Th- you're gonna need a, a, a tower on every street corner because it yeah, doesn't. That's why. That's why. Ex- that's exactly the point. That to for for the ultra wide to work, it needs to be that there's like not towers, but like antennas, poles, whatever, yeah. in every corner, every roof. Every, You're gonna need transmitters exactly. on every street everywhere. Corner. Yes, because it's very very low, uh, short range and. Uh, and it requires, like you said, to go by obstacles. So if I'm here, there is a building in the middle, uh, I need to have like a triangulation where it goes from here to here to here around the building, you know, to transmit it. So that's gonna take a while. That's why 5G, uh, the ultra wide, I can tell you, is never gonna be outside of major metro areas. It's never gonna be, you know, traveling down the road from city to city and you have 5G all the way across the, you know, on the road, impossible. You're not gonna have it, it's not gonna happen. I don't think it's gonna happen, but uh, in the cities, in the major areas, you will probably eventually have more, uh, more of a 5G network. And Verizon has, because the LTE, the LTE can be adapted to 5G ultra wide. It's just a matter of adjusting. It's very technical, and I don't fully understand it. But it's a matter of adapting the uh, the technology. But it could be the infrastructure could be it there. Should be the slogan for our podcast. What? It's it's very technical. I don't quite understand it, but we're going to give our opinion anyways. That's the slogan of our podcast. Yeah, yeah, we're still going to talk about it, of course. Um, I'm just reading. So, um, but anyways, uh, the the main thing with the iPhone, if if you are really looking forward to 5G technology and you think you're going to be able to enjoy, I mean, on, on the spots where you can get the ultra wide 5G, the real fast 5G, are basically. Uh, advertised. I mean, you can go to Verizon's uh, website and they tell you, okay, this is where you can get 5G. And you can go to, like I said, Phoenix, downtown, this place, and you have ultra wide uh, 5G or whatever. So if you happen to be in one of those areas, you can use it. So the iPhone is going to be ready for that. So, um, but aside from that, I mean, wrapping up the iPhone issue, I, um, I don't see any reason to kind of just... Uh, standing in line, you know, if there's such a thing these days to get your next iPhone. I don't even know. When do they say it's going to come out? Christmas or something? Or No, no, no. I think in a few weeks. In a few weeks? I think so. The typical Apple event where people will stand in line trying to be the first one to get it. I don't know if it's going to happen these days for one. I mean, with the social distancing stuff, it's going to be a little different. Even, are the, aren't their stores still closed? Um, no, I think they're open. Are they open again? Yeah. Yeah, they're open. I haven't because been to an Apple store in a while. Uh, well, they, they 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 vary by city. When is the new iPad Air coming out? By the way, I wanted to get it, and it still doesn't let me buy it. the The Pro came out, but the Air hasn't, and I don't know. I don't know. Anybody uh, know? They the announced Apple it like stores, a month ago. Uh, did you try any Apple store here in town? Or? No, no. I went on the website, and oh, on okay. Apple.com, you can't buy it. You can buy the Pro. You can't buy the Air, and it doesn't give any date. And I looked, and I, I nobody. They just say October, but. It's yeah. mid-October already. And yeah, I don't know. I know the Apple stores decided to reopen, and then they closed in some places like New York, was opening and closed stuff. So I, it depends on the on the city. But uh, they should be open. I, mean, I know the Verizon stores and all those also are open, and they make appointments and all that. So, I mean, all the stores are starting to reopen, and they just have limited amount of customers inside and things like that. So I, I think that's not an issue. Um, all right, final topic. Speaking of speed... Supersonic flights. Mm. Mm. Excited? Mm. Sure. Um, well, anyways, uh, there's this company, Boom, who actually you uh, have followed before that just, um, uh, what's the name of the plane, actually? I need to look it up. XB1. Uh, XB1, yeah. So they are, um, 
they've been developing this supersonic flight plane for a while, and um, they've just um, uh, announced that they think they may have one um, model ready to fly by next year. Um, by supersonic, we mean uh, flights that are about twice the speed of the current um, commercial flights. Commercial flights now fly at six, seven hundred miles per hour, nautical miles, basically. Subsonic, um, supersonic, we're talking Mach 1.2, 1.3, sometimes in extreme cases, probably two, but anyways, one point something, which is, it basically means that a typical trip um, that New York, New York, London, or something that would normally take six, seven hours. No, you, eight, I think. Huh? Eight, isn't it? No, well, depending on from where, but for New York uh, to London, is usually it's about a seven hour flight. Uh, it'll take three and a half. So basically you can do a flight in half the time. So um, anyways, that's the company that looks to be closer to um, fruition or completion of their flight or reality as far as... Yeah, they have a real plane. Uh, they have a real plane, they exactly. They built a real plane. They... So. they and they did it for less than 200 million, which is quite the accomplishment. They designed and built a real plane for less than 200 million, which, I mean, to put it into perspective, Boeing and Airbus and all these companies spend billions to build right. their, to design their planes. So they built a real plane for less than 200 million. Awesome. Props. Yeah, but actually, in their, in their promotion, they said typical New York to London, normally seven-hour flight, it'll just take 3.5, or Los Angeles to Sydney, which is a 15-hour trip, it'll take about six hours and 45 minutes. So obviously, it's about half the, half the time, twice the speed. Obviously. But how much were the tickets again? <laughs> well, you had to ask stupid questions. Yeah. Uh, tickets are scheduled to be about $5,000 a piece, yeah. which, hey, time is money, right? Sure. It just... It, uh, it, it's great. I'm all for fast flights. I've said on this podcast before, I said the aerospace industry is one that is due for actual innovation instead of uh, incremental upgrades. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be for the 1% of the 1% to fly. Well, I mean, the, the, the goal you know? of this, um, well, that's going to be because right now the, it obviously goes, when you set the price of the flight is based on the cost of flying divided by the number of passengers you can carry. Right. So these planes are going to be smaller. They're not going to be like a 747 or, or Airbus, you know, or whatever that carry like 300, 400 passengers. These ones will have, they'll start with 60 and then we'll probably go to 100, 120. The Concorde, I think, had like 120 uh, passengers. Um, so, so obviously you have fewer people that can spread the bill, so to speak. So, and, and, and you had to pay a premium for speed that always happens in everything. So the goal of these flights was that you will pay for a normal, uh, ticket where you would pay for first class in a commercial flight. So, uh, you know, in a commercial flight, transatlantic flight, you will have basically, you pay 1200 bucks, 1300 bucks for a let's say a round trip or whatever. Depends who you fly with though. Yeah, okay, let's say American Airlines, whatever, flying from here to whatever in Europe, and you're gonna pay 1500 bucks or whatever for a trip. Um, and that's coach or, you know, main cabin, whatever they call it. And then if you go first class, you can easily pay twice or even more than that. So now with this one, you can pay that $5,000 ticket for basically going twice as fast. Uh, in some cases, obviously, like you said, it's the 1%. I don't know. In some cases, for executive travel and things like that, it may make sense. Obviously, you have a family of four. You're not going to pay 20000 bucks for your 
wife and two kids you know it's like okay you know what time is money but i rather money is time too so i rather just give you a pill and you fall asleep and then we all read on the plane so there's different views of this but the fact is that uh, i i think it's very uh it's positive that we're going back to supersonic flight when you look at the concord i don't know if you remember no obviously you don't but uh, um what, do you know when was the last time the concord last concord flight 80s i think no 80 something 70s late no 70s. the last 80s no the last flight was 2003 oh really yeah oh, okay yeah the, no 80s wasn't even flying yeah uh, it was no oh yeah the first concord flight in the 80s yeah you kidding me i'll be damned let me see i'm gonna look it up right now this is live tv Yeah, it was actually sooner. It was 69. I told you. That I knew in the 70s and 80s they were flying. Yeah. That was the peak. Yeah, I, mean, I, the, I thought it was more By like, the 90s, it was already falling off. I thought it was... Uh, well, that's why you have a poster in your room. I, yeah, I'm, I know my Concord show. Okay, okay, well, do you know what was... You didn't know what was the last flight. So it was actually... I didn't know it was 2003. I mean, I, I didn't know the last flight. I knew by the 90s it was ending. Wait, it was, it was ending. And, uh, and uh, anyways, the last flight was in 2003. Because I don't know who the, Who's the airline? Because I remember in it the beginning was, it was British Airways and Air France no, no, it and was American always, Airlines. But then no, 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 American Airlines. It was always British Airways and Air France. That was it. Didn't American Airlines? No, I it was, they did it was a point. European consortium between British Airways and Air France. But then which I think at, at the some time, point, uh, British Airways just said it wasn't economic. Well, it stopped. wasn't. Well, what happened? Uh, do you know how many crashes they had? Yeah, they had a few, but but no, they had one. They had one crash. They had one real crash with people, but they had tests. Well, I'm not sure about testing, but passengers crashed. They had one in 2000, um, taken off of uh, Paris airport, Charles de Gaulle, or CDG, that they call it. Taken off the airplane, the the, uh, the Concorde took off, and then apparently the, the result was that they hit some part from another plane, from a continental uh, plane that dropped some part or something. And then when it took off, hit the uh, tire, the tire hit the fuel uh, tank or something, and the Concorde just went on flames, went completely in, in flames, uh, taking off, which is when it's full of fuel. And it crashed right away, killing everybody and four people in a nearby hotel, and the crew, basically everybody died, and there was a big uh, uh, court issue and all that stuff, and settlement and all that stuff. But basically that freaked out people, because, I mean, you're taking off and you hit something and the whole plane crashes, you know, it was... So, um, anyways, that was in 2000, and then by then it was just not being economically or cost-effective to fly. It was too expensive. Flights were half empty, you know, typical thing. And then they decided to just put it away. And uh, so, anyways, that was the last time we had a supersonic flight. But I mean, I thought it was pretty cool the fact that you can fly. The, I remember the posters, you know, Paris, New York, three hours and 45 minutes, whatever. No, it was faster. It was faster than a- that. An hour and a half. No. New York to L- or New York to London, an hour and a half. Are you sure? Yeah. I have the poster. Yeah. Well, posters can be fake. No. All right. Well, that's damn fast. Um, Yeah. They were going mock. The top speed was 1,354 miles per hour. No. I think it was faster. That's basically uh, Wikipedia. You can doubt the Wikipedia. Mm, I don't know. I think they were going faster. No. That's basically... I think they went over Mach 2. No. Mach 2 is uh, Mach 2 is like, what? 1,400? It's two times the speed of sound. So... Um, 14, 1500. But the, the, yeah, it could go, but I'm not sure if it did. Well, the other thing, uh, speaking of, um, you know, there's a sonic boom when every time you go beyond the speed of sound. So 
the U.S., when the Concorde started flying, put a ban on having supersonic or sonic booms above the U.S. territory. No, I know. And uh, you Trump can get actually, around that. You have to go really high, though. That's the problem. Well, not only that, but now they are, this this company Boom is coming with a uh, sound, almost like uh, then technology or sound proofing technology, yeah. where they can uh, uh, create the opposite wave, so it kind of cancels out. It's actually noise canceling, believe it or not, just like we have in our earphones. But they can create some. They're trying to create some noise canceling technology, so the sonic boom doesn't have that effect because it's not just the loud noise. It's it's like a bomb. I mean, it shatters windows and all that stuff. Obviously, it's way up there. Right, you have to do it. There was one that just happened in it, France, actually, doing the French Open, doing the tennis tournament. It'll shatter windows if you're low. If you're really high, it's not going to shatter. Right, windows. right. But it, it definitely feels like a bomb. I mean, at the French Open this year, just two weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah, I know, I know. There was a, a, a fighter, an interceptor, the, that flew over the city and had this sonic boom that people at the French were freaking out. And then they said, hey, it was just an airplane. But they it, thought it here's was the a, problem with the planes, with the supersonic. Uh, it's just too expensive. And there's nothing, you can only reduce the cost so much. Well, exactly. Um, and with the current uh, technology. So I, I admire Boom. I admire Blake Scholl, the founder. I admire anybody who really gives it a try. And what they did with the money they had is remarkable. And I applaud them. But it's not their fault. They're just limited by the cost of fuel um, and the cost that it takes to build uh, the engines and the planes. And then on top of that, you have other regulations and stuff. So um, I don't think with, com with, with fuel-powered planes, um, jet fuel powered planes that you're going to have supersonic be affordable for the masses as in cost one day the same price as like a normal ticket would right because that would be the goal the goal would be one day having supersonic be the same as what it costs today for a normal flight right i don't think that's ever going to happen this guys uh, i mean these planes will use uh jet fuel but it's a very different First version of, of all, jet the fuel the planes are small Right, yes. you don't have 350 passenger planes. Well, it's like a you combination do. of because you you need to create for for you cannot make a size plane of a 747 or Airbus 300 or anything like that. You know, a be supersonic. I mean, the amount of thrust and power you will need. They're With talking about being effective. Jet fuel, you can't. Right. If you use alternative fuels, you could. Like but what kind not of alternative fuel? Well, this is what I'm saying. I I think that it's never gonna happen with fuel. Because it's too expensive. The physics don't let it happen, right. basically. Um, and so I just think it's never going to happen with fuel. And so it's, it's never going to... You can't have a 350-person plane going Mach 2. It's just not going to happen. It's this, there's safety uh, problems. The fuel you're going to burn, you're just not going to be able to store enough fuel. It's going to be so expensive. Well, one of the things with, this, with the um, Concorde 2 is that they are flying much higher than the co typical commercial planes, so they can yeah. save something, obviously, a, a higher Yeah, but it also to, takes a lot of fuel just to get up there. Right, obviously. That's why they only do long-distance flights. They cannot, you cannot get a, a Concorde to go for, or, or any type of supersonic flight to go from you know, New York to Florida. By the time you elevate, you need to go down. So those are obviously for long flights. But uh, so let me ask you a question. Speaking of prices, if you have the choice of paying uh, two thousand dollars for a ticket from, let's say, New York to Paris, or uh, in a seven-hour flight, or five thousand for the same thing in three hours, what will you do? How rich am I? Uh, just like now, very rich. 
No. Maybe once for the novelty of it, but no, I'm not going to spend triple, quadruple, I mean, five the thing, times the amount. The thing is no. that it's almost like, uh, I kind of wonder if it almost cancels your jet lag and all that stuff. Because, I mean, you could, I mean, back in the days, people with the Concorde, they could go to do business well, in London. Well, part of jet lag is just the time zones, and there's nothing Well, it's the time that. zones, but it's also the time you spend on the plane. That's the thing. Sure. So, no, I mean, so, of but, but if you go, go to, it, but, if you're in New York, and you yeah, go but, to London in the morning in three hours, do business, three hours later, you fly back. If you're a rich person, it's great. I mean, rich people fly no, private. No, it's not rich not, people. It's companies. Companies paying for an executive. If you are uh, sure, tra- working in Goldman. companies aren't. You're working at Goldman Sachs, okay? Yeah, okay. Oh, you're fucking dead, dude. <laughs> kind of question. Yeah, if you work at Goldman Sachs and you make millions, sure, I would fucking go for it. No, Listen, but you, you live. Rich in- people have private planes too, okay? But yeah, but they don't fly to Atlantic. They have to be very, very big. Okay, but planes. even domestically, I mean, a, a a private jet, a private jet, not even these shared ones, like a private jet, like if you go on um, any of these private jet services, Falcon. you know, just oh, to go from like. Like San Francisco to New York, it's like twenty grand. It's like, yeah, you can do that, and if you're rich, sure, go for it. But most people cannot afford that, are never going to be able to afford that. Well, it's the same with the supersonic. Sure, it'd be cool. Maybe once I do it as novelty, but no, I mean, unless unless you know, I start making a lot more money, I'm not doing it for a while. No, uh, no, I'm not spending five grand on a plane ticket. I mean, obviously, these companies must have done their research because they are obviously they're spending a lot of money to sure, develop I'm this sure place, they're going to so have a great niche with the one percenters, but most people, the far, far majority of people, are not going to do it, right? And to me, the goal is not to get the one percenters to fly. It's to get everybody. And I don't think that's possible with the fuel, with the engines they use. They don't, the thing with Boom is they're not building their own engines. They buy them. Um, they just build the, the, the plane, mm-hmm. basically. I think you just can't do it with uh, fuel-powered engines. I think you need other types of engines um, or motors. Uh, it's not going to happen, basically. Okay. All right, one correction. The first actual flight. Not the first flight as a test. I was in 69, as you said, as we clarified. But the first actual commercial flight for the Concorde was not until January 1976. Okay. So that's when they actually started flying after all the tests and everything. And then it retired on the 24th of October 2003, and, and that was it. There were no more flights. It only had one crash, which is the one that we mentioned. So... Um, yeah, it was um, a good story, and it was just basically British Airways and Air France. Air France back then was government-owned. Um, I think now it's private for now. Not sure how long, but uh, anyways, that's uh, that's the story of the Concorde. I, I really would like some kind of supersonic commercial flight or commercial airplane to be around, and hopefully Boom will make it. I mean, they're right now behind schedule, which is not uncommon, but they're scheduled to have the, their first flight sometime uh, next year. Now at least they have a plane that they built and hopefully by next year they will have some kind of um, not maybe no passenger but just flying around and, and doing tests and stuff. On we are supposed to have nuclear powered planes by now and if you had nuclear powered planes you could go f- Mach fucking 10 okay and be good. Nuclear powered yeah, planes. planes and oh, what about the electrode, uh, magnetic propulsion or something that you were talking about? Is that applied to planes or place anything i yeah. mean but yeah i mean like at some point rockets are gonna have to be nuclear powered right the idea that we burn fuel 
to power a fucking no, but you rocket that is interplanetary. That's like we're gonna look back one day on the rockets we have today in the same way that you look on back at the Wright brothers' shitty little plane that flew like well, it's, twenty feet in the still landed. horsepower. You know, right? we still call it horsepower, even though okay, there's no but, horses. But my point is, we're gonna look back in the same way as when we look at like those like old 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 early planes that are like i can't believe yeah of course and we're gonna have nuclear powered rockets yeah That's but i mean it, it, with rockets you only power them until they go out of the atmosphere then they just i'm just, a single issue inertia. voter okay if you tell me that you're gonna fund nuclear research i'll vote for you okay but nobody talks about that so all right well i was trying to get away from this podcast from talking elections and voting and all that stuff and you're just gonna bank to the end so all right anything else uh david for today no. All right. So you're not gonna buy a ticket for a long make, supersonic flight. You're I'm not gonna, gonna start, buy an iPhone. I'm, I'm gonna start Mana. Hold on. Hold on. Make America nuclear again. Okay. Well, for the first time, you mean. Um, so you're not gonna buy an iPhone. You're not gonna uh, fly Einstein supersonic. Einstein is weeping in his grave the fact that he died or they developed nuclear weaponries. How long ago was that? 80 years ago? 75 years ago now? You dropped bombs in Hiroshima and we haven't done shit with it since? Uh, we've done a lot of things. There's nuclear power. We have one browser of Phoenix. So. Yeah, that thing that we have here is like a fucking worthless. It's it's so old. Okay, all the nuclear power plants we have were built in the 70s. We need it's that was 50 years ago. They're ageless. We need new nuclear plants. We need more research. Where's fusion? We were supposed to have fusion oh, by fusion. now. Fusion? You kidding me? We're still, or trying, at least, we're still trying to figure out fission. At least fission, fission that doesn't have a ridiculous amount of nuclear waste yeah. and is actually efficient. All right. Well, that will be a topic for Steve another Jobs podcast. Steve Jobs put a nuclear... Re or, I'm sorry. He put an iPhone in everybody's pocket. I want a nuclear reactor in everybody's pocket. That's what I in want. In everybody's pocket or back here? Yeah, in their pocket. All right. Um, I'm not going to ask you how anything else. Forget you're start ranting portable. Again. Forget a portable chargers. We I want portable nuclear reactors. We have to go. There's another program for hours that is coming up. Okay. Is that a good excuse? Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. If you are all the way to the end, thank you very much. Hopefully, we didn't bore you too much with all these topics. Um, if you like any section of this podcast um, or anything at all, uh, we'll appreciate it. You just uh, share it with one friend. Just one is good enough, and then we keep growing little by little. Um, in the meantime, you can always follow up on uh, previous episodes on YouTube or uh, whatever podcast network you use. And we'll be back here next week with some amazing news stories. Thank you. Bye-bye. Amazing. Yes, always amazing. Bye.